Hey guys, welcome to a brand new segment. Um, We're going to do a joint segment of AEW and NXT, Wednesday Night War Breakdown. Um, I'll dive right into NXT. NXT had two major events happen. The first being Keith Lee fought Dom Dom <laughs> Dominic Dijakovic um, in, a, in a title match for the NXT North American title and the NXT championship itself. Keith Lee retained, but what was important was the aftermath was Karrion Cross made his mark on Keith Lee along with attacking Dominic Dijakovic backstage, flipping him over the guardrail right onto the concrete and just basically letting him know he is next on his list. So that sets up a brand new feud there en route to Keith Lee's title. Um, and the second important event that happened in NXT was Io Shirai versus Tegan Knox for the NXT Women's Championship. Io Shirai retained. Um, Tegan Knox gave a great effort in that match, but it wasn't enough to get the title from Io. But it set up the um, next feud for Io Shirai, and that is with Dakota Kai, who Tegan Knox knows very well. It should be a great program. I expect it to go to SummerSlam. That seems like the, the next takeover. Um, so those would be the feuds looking forward and NXT upcoming in the upcoming weeks. So for AEW, I'll just swing it over to Mark. Nick, I just want to welcome you to Wednesday Night Markout. It's, uh, it's great to have you here. <laughs> so I'm going like, to do it like that. <laughs> I'm going to well, hey, that was an important angle coming up. So uh, this was um, Fight for the Fallen on AEW. Uh, so I'm going to kind of keep it short and sweet like Nick, uh, but maybe go into a little bit more detail with some of the, the, the major happenings that happened tonight. First off, Cody Rhodes defended his TNT title against Sonny Kiss. Um, we had mentioned on the show last week when we had broken down Fight for the Fallen that Sonny Kiss was such an odd opponent, an, an odd pairing for Cody Rhodes. And um, I had made a comment that, yeah, something smells fishy there, like like a heel turn for Cody. I kind of saw him, like, taking advantage of um, Sonny Kiss. Now, it didn't really play out the way that I had predicted it, but you had mentioned it during uh, a text message, Nick, is that Sonny Kiss, first of all, made a great name for himself, had a great showing against Cody, but Cody kind of, like, took the match off. Like, he, he was aggressive, but he was cocky and you saw these hints of heel um he gets the victory over sunny kiss but the announcers made it a point to, to to tell us the audience that tully blanchard was scouting this match and they weren't sure if he was scouting cody or sunny and i think we all know the answer to that so uh cody retains the tnt title with a great victory over sunny kiss at the end of the match shakes sunny kiss's hand Hugs him in the ring. Uh, had a special moment. It looked like Sunny Kiss said something to Sunny that we couldn't hear. Sounded like it. Um, it made Sunny's night. She, he was really appreciative of it. Um, so it, it looks like whatever moment they had was was nice and and personal. Um, but you know, we 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 hope for this uh, coming with Cody. Um, FTR. I, I have never seen him have a bad match, and tonight. I, I sent a text to Nick and Carlos that I would love to see FTR and Lucha Brothers every week on my TV. Um, they had one, one of the best tag team matches, one of the best TV tag team matches I, in a very long time. Uh, FTR gets the win, and how they won was so creative. Um, uh, Dax took the mask off of Ray Phoenix. 
And Ray Phoenix, you know, being a, a, a lucha wrestler and, and, and having the mask have so much history, went to cover his face, walked into a small package, gets, the, gets pinned, but is more concerned about his identity, which is how it is in Mexico. Uh, you know, Mexican wrestlers are very, very uh, strict with, with, with who sees them unmasked. Uh, so I just love that ending. It was creative. The announcers put over that that would be a disqualification in Mexico, but here in AEW it's not. And it's those little storylines that the announcers can add that make the story so much better. Uh, post-match, Kenny Omega and the Young Bucks come out to try to make up with uh, FTR for the issue that happened uh, last week when, um, or a couple weeks ago when Kenny Omega poured the beer out. And the <laughs> FTR poured the beer on Omega's head. And Omega, give him credit, he acted fired up. I saw a little bit of energy out of Kenny Omega that I haven't seen in a while. So maybe I won't be as hard on uh, Kenny Omega during our shows. Um, you did it, Mark. <laughs> <laughs> um, we had an, a nice angle where uh, Inner Circle and Jericho came out. And Jericho was saying how everybody wanted to see a rematch between he and um, uh, Orange Cassidy. And Jericho is so great on the mic. He makes the comment that he has won the, the demographic, uh, which is a big story if you're following on Twitter and Facebook and social media, where NXT has won the last two weeks of ratings, but AEW has won the target demographic of 18 to 49, which is the demographic that pays the bills uh so jericho just you know kind of taking us behind the curtain a little bit mentioning that was pretty funny um and then in something out of 1999 with a brood orange juice falls from the sky soaks the inner circle uh San, uh ortiz is is doing an orange juice bath and then kind of like a beer bath in the ring from stone cold it was just it was a fun segment it, it got over orange cassidy and Jericho, in the beginning of the promo, was like, no, I'm not going to give this guy a rematch. Why? And then, of course, Cassidy comes out, does that, and Jericho says, I want to get my hands on Cassidy. This is pro wrestling booking 101, and when it's done, sometimes it can just be basic and simple and plain, and it still gets over, and it definitely got over tonight. Um, Nyla Rose made a special announcement tonight that she has added a manager, but she didn't want to tell us who it was. She was going to let the manager speak for herself it was excuse me vicky guerrero <laughs> making her well she's been in AEW for a little bit or at least as a visitor uh, mm -hmm. i guess she has signed some sort of deal with AEW, uh and she will be managing nyla rose and nick made a comment through a text that that this kind of puts nyla rose makes her legit and i couldn't agree more um mm -hmm. nyla rose is very talented uh she's a monster and she, I, I, I like her character. I like her, her monster, badass, you know, wrestler. Vicky Guerrero is going to be the annoying, like, you're going to want so much heat on Vicky Guerrero that you're going to kind of ignore Nyla. And Nyla's just this beast. Let her do the work. Let Vicky do the, the promos. And you have a great, again, wrestling 101. Uh, our main event, of course, tonight was supposed to take place at uh, Futterfest. And that was um, Brian Cage, the FTW champion, taking on John Moxley, the AEW world champion. These two men, I'll tell you what, they mesh very well. I hope we do not see the end of those two. Uh, this match had a unique ending in the fact that 
the announcers put over the fact that Brian Cage had a torn um, pectoral muscle that kept him out of action for several months. And John Moxley had an arm bar um, locked in on Cage, and Taz threw in his orange towel, giving Moxley the victory. Um, and, and again, I'm going to give props for it's due to the color commentators. Jericho goes, why, why would Taz do such a thing? And JR goes, oh, this is, that was a great move on Taz. And Jericho put him on the spot. Why is that a great move for, for Taz? When Cage sees what happens, he's going to get mad. And Jim Ross basically said, well, this guy missed five months with an injury and was rehabbing for five months. He didn't want him to be out another five months. And Jericho's like, oh, that's a great point. And, you know, just having <laughs> having stuff like that, it doesn't insult your intelligence. You know that Jericho is in character. You know that he's on. And when he's on, there's nobody better than Chris Jericho. But you you felt that him and Jim Ross, not JR, were having a genuine conversation where Jericho legit asked, why, why do you say that? And Jim Ross answered, and it was, oh, well, that makes sense. And it was just... You know, you didn't have to be in character all the time. Like, it just, it, it was nice to hear. Um, and, of course, at the end of the match, um, the lights go out and Darby Allen makes his return going after Brian Cage. Uh, so Brian Cage took out Darby Allen in storyline uh, back at the casino ladder match at, um, what was that? Uh, double or nothing. Thank you, double or nothing. Thank you, Nick. Um, and that's going to continue that storyline and that's my one negative, uh, which I've said many times about AEW. They are so good at building up a storyline. I love the build with Brian Cage and Moxley. I think it actually helped that Moxley wasn't there to build the story up. Now it just looks like Cage is moving on to Darby Allen, and there was really no big blow-off. I thought Cage and Moxley worked so well together in this match. I want to see more of those two, but it looks <clears> like they're going in the direction of Allen and Cage, which should be fun in itself. And that pretty much wrapped up AEW Fighter Fest or a fight for the fallen. Not too many <laughs> Fs. Too many. <laughs> two, two things I did want to point out about AEW. At, at the end, it seemed like he did go after Moxley as well. Like he, he came out and he pointed at him. So I, I do think they still have plenty of time to build that up. You know, throughout the latter parts of the year, maybe when the fans come back and then do a, a, a title change, I was the one that predicted Brian Cage would win for a period of time. It looked like he was going to win. He kicked out of the paradigm shift and everything. So I, I thought they were going to pull the trigger. You know, let Moxley go home and relax. I think, I think when Moxley loses, it has to be the Cage. Um, it, Cage has every. I mean. I, I think I said this before. I didn't really know much of Cage before he came to AEW. I know he was an impact. I know he was on mm. the independent scene. I heard of I was familiar with him to at least know his name uh, and, and some highlights on YouTube. But I'm telling you, man, he is a he's very good in the ring. He's getting better. Uh, you yeah. can tell that there, there are parts that he's really good at. Other parts he's kind of green at. I don't know how long he's been wrestling for, but you, you can tell that this guy has talent and he's good. Mm -hmm. And he's just a unique character. He was doing moonsaults. He was flipping up on the top rope, doing moonsaults off the top. Like a guy that built shouldn't be doing moonsaults. So, yeah. Well, yeah. And, and like you were talking about with JR and Jericho, they had a conversation about Brian Cage not only being really strong, but being very agile and being, you know, not, not having to lean on that because his raw power has been dominant throughout his whole time in AEW. So, you know, that 
that was a good point by that com- commentary team. And I wanted to make a comment that kind of tied these two shows together. I kind of see Brian Cage being the AEW version of Killian Cross. Like, I just see these two guys maybe having the rocket strapped well, to them. That, that's funny that you mentioned that because they were both an impact. Well, there you go. And, 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 and then they got plucked, and now they're, they're these, you know, two blossoming superstars or wrestlers, whatever you want to call them. Um, well, they're just, they're, they're, they're unique. They're unique. I mean, there's something when you watch, you know, I'm going to go back and watch NXT uh, and I'll fast forward through the stuff I don't care about, but I will watch Cross's match. And when, when you watch, he's just, he's different. Well, he doesn't have a match. He, he, he just has, okay. he, he just has a segment, but he's in, he's in multiple segments throughout the night. Um, but yeah, I, no, when he has that confrontation with Dijakovic, it is intense it, and it's real to the point where he, he walks up to him and he basically, you know, says a bunch, a bunch of Spanish words. And Dajakovic just looks at him. And he's like, you want to do it? He's like, just do it. And then Killer Cross was just like, fine. And just sucker punched him. They ran through a door. And then he flipped him right onto the concrete. It looked like it hurt. It looked like it could be real. And I thought, you know, he was going to go in for the kill because he started ripping off all, all his, you know, buttons. But then he just told him TikTok and walked away. So that leaves that story wide open. Well, you know, I mean, it, two good shows on a Wednesday night. We'll see who wins the rating uh, this time. Uh, I, I Something about AEW when it's live, it, it, I really think they're on to something. They have perfected the COVID uh, atmosphere. Uh, so I'm kind of pulling for AEW. Maybe you're pulling for NXT. Uh, but, you know, hey, we, we, we thank you guys. I like both. Yeah, well, right. Well, yes. You were watching both. You were texting about both. We, yeah, we, we, we're winning here because, like, we're getting good products on both sides. Absolutely. Well, look, Nick, thank you for joining us. For, maybe this is just a new thing. We'll do both yeah, shows we'll, every We'll probably Wednesday do both shows, yeah. We'll, we got to come we'll up make... with a fun name. Wednesday Night Markout was fun. I don't know what we're going to come up with now. <laughs> I mean, I, I mean, like, I could have, like, the little title at the bottom, you know, oh, like. Wednesday Night, Wednesday Night Markout, Markout with Nick. With Nick. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Well, guys, we thank you for watching. For Nick, I am Mark, and we will see you tomorrow, well, Friday, with our Friday. full episode. Until then, we'll see you guys later. Have a good night. Good night.